Hi, everybody. I'm Larry Gassman in the Pat Price Tech Talk training room. Uh, I am co-chair of Accessible World and Tech Talk. And tonight is the first of a trifecta, in essence, because over the next month or two, we will hear three different presentations from NLS. Tonight, it's about the e-reader, Braille displays, etc. Tomorrow, Rory is with us. She has been a part of lots of NLS features that you probably have heard about, and she's here with us to talk about this rather innovative and fun uh, app that many of you may have. I don't know which one you have because there's a couple running around. But she'll chat about that. And for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, stay tuned. So tomorrow, Rory of uh, NLS, thank you so much for being with us. And thanks for being on on with us at Tech Talk. Thank you, Larry. So I am going to talk about the Braille e-readers that we have introduced in the past few years. And um, I'm actually going to start bigger than the Braille e-readers because the Braille e-readers were initially, uh, they what they did is they kicked off what I'm going to call a phenomenon at, at NLS. And that phenomenon was uh, a Braille modernization initiative. Once the e-readers were introduced, um, you know, there had been some some thoughts among some of our colleagues that they wanted to do more with Braille. They wanted to do better by Braille. And they didn't, you know, they didn't realize how um, effective the e-readers would be. Once they realized that, they decided to make Braille, the Braille modernization um, an entire initiative. So it's one of the uh, five or six um areas that we are focusing on at NLS. And so it has kicked off several other things alongside um, the e-reader. So I'm going to talk about all of those. And then if I have some time, I'm also going to talk a little bit about the patron engagement section because I'm head of that section. And you're going to be hearing from two of my colleagues who are here tonight, but they have their own presentations to do. So you'll be hearing from several of us in the next few weeks. Um, these are all things regarding the um, patron engagement section. So I'd like to, you know, just make sure I have a chance to talk about that as well. So we'll start with the e-reader because the e-reader came before the overall product. Um, in 2016, we um, decided that we were going to really try to do something that we'd been thinking of for years, and that is to finally provide a machine from NLS that you could use to read Braille. You know, you've been able to get all kinds of machines to re to listen to audio. You were able to get the record player, if you remember back that far. And if you go back even further, you may remember the reel-to-reel -reel tapes that you were able to get. All those things were free. You got the nice reel-to-reel, -reel, and then you got the record players, and then, and, and, you know, decent quality record players. Then the cassettes came out. And, you know, finally we got to digital audio, but all this time we've had nothing but paper Braille. Um, now we did in 1999 have a web, web Braille initiative, and that was a wonderful initiative because it was one of the first times that as blind people we would be able to download from the internet and um, we were able to get our Braille books if you had access to something to download them to, but we didn't provide anything for you to download them to. So in 2016, um, we were able to get 
one one of the main reasons that we weren't able to provide the machines for Braille was because our law actually didn't allow it. It said you can provide uh, audio mechanisms to listen to audio, but it said nothing about Braille. So that was amended so that Braille could be, you know, you could we could start thinking about using some of the funds to provide um, a Braille machine. That was the first thing. The second thing was, if you recall, if you've been following Braille like I have for years, um, you know, the prices for Braille started coming down because of the, um, the there was a, a, a transforming Braille group that, and NLS was part of that group, that um, did some research to try to figure out ways to make Braille cheaper. You know, it used to be that if you wanted a Braille display, even if it didn't do anything, you had to pay $5,000 for it. So now, because of the transforming Braille group um, and all the different research that went into that, you can get much cheaper displays. And also, because more displays are available, the prices are more competitive. They're still not where we would like them to be, but they're certainly not where they used to be. NLS then was able to put um, a bid out to um, find a contractor to meet certain requirements that we set up to provide, to, to um, develop a Braille display that we could introduce for our patrons. And our Braille displays are completely free. If you want one, all you have to do is call your library to get one. Every single state now has the Braille display. So if you do not um, if you have not been told by your library that it's available, it is. So you, all you have to do is call your library to ask for it. Now, we do not control the fact that some libraries haven't distributed or are not distributing it as quickly as they could or should. But every, li every state now does have the Braille e-reader. We put out the bid and we ended up with two Braille e-readers. Um, I won't bore you with all the reasons why that happened. But it took years for all kinds of legalese to, to settle. And we ended up with two different Braille e-readers. The first e-reader was made by HumanWare or is made by HumanWare. And that e-reader is an e-reader um, HumanWare was already making apparently or was making in the process of making e-readers for four or five different entities and they just um, used our requirements for our e-reader and used other requirements for other people's e-readers. So you could actually run into um, a chameleon, for example, and it looks just like our e-reader in physical form. But if you turn it on, you will see that there are differences because the software is different, the requirements were different, so that's why the internals are slightly different. Um, they also sell the BI-20 for themselves, and that's the same unit. That's the Chameleon and the NLS e-reader, but, you know, it has the same physical features, but has some different software features. So that's the first e-reader. The other e-reader is from a company called Zoomax. And many people will say to me, well, who in the heck is Zoomax? Zoomax, um, they make a lot of um, magnifying. They're, they're more known in the magnifying glass arena. 
magnification arena. However, they bid on this project and won the bid. And so um, at that time, the powers that be thought it was going to be a great idea that we should have two e-readers. And so we do. So we have two e-readers. Um, each state has one e-reader, not both. The reason the states don't have both, there's two reasons. Number one, we can't we could can't afford because we have to buy these things in you know chunks. We can't just go out and buy thousands and thousands at one time. We couldn't afford to give every state both e-readers. But more importantly, the states, the state libraries support these e-readers. And because most of the states do not have blind people in their libraries, they cannot support two e-readers. It is very difficult, those of you who have multiple e-readers, if you're someone like me and I have several around here on my desk of you know personal e-readers that I've purchased, but all of them are different. They all work differently. And even as a blind person, knowing how to use multiple e-readers is not for the faint of heart. So imagine these sighted librarians, you know, we're having to um, really help them understand that they can support the e-reader without have, being able to read Braille. They don't have to know how to read Braille. They just have to make sure they learn the material, just like with anything. Um, and so imagine if they had to do that with two different units. You know, the features of which I'm gonna talk about in a minute, are the same, but how they are executed is different. And so therefore, you know, um, it would be very difficult for a sighted person um, who wasn't dedicated like we are to be able to support two different e-readers. So at, the, at this moment, what we have is different states with different e-readers. Depending on where you live, you will either have a Zoomax e-reader or you will have a humanware e-reader. But as I said, most of the features are the same. Both e-readers have our 20 cell braille displays. Both e-readers have memory uh, so that you can store books. Both e-readers have Wi-Fi. Both e-readers have Bluetooth connectivity so you can connect to um, your iPhone. Neither e-reader will allow you to connect to Android yet, but we are working on that for both e-readers. They both will work with NVDA. Yes, they both work with NVDA. Um, as I said, they both have um, they both have Wi-Fi connections. They both have USB ports, USB-A ports that you can use to connect to your computers. So you can use it as a Braille display. Um, they both have USB-C ports, and in in the in that case, you can use those to charge um, your e-reader. Now the humanware e-reader, because it supports HID, will now, now you can actually, if you have a iPhone 15, you can plug your USB-C cable into your iPhone and into the e-reader and have Braille using uh, Direct Connect. Try it, it really does work. Um, they both have SD card slots, so you can use SD cards. Um, neither of them have editors. None of our e-readers have editors. They both have BARD, and they both have NFB Newsline. And um, 
the Humanware e-reader has Bookshare at the moment. The Zoomax e-reader will be getting Bookshare in the next update. So those are the features. Now, like I said, they all they have the same features. They do the same things. How they are executed is different because um, we gave them the requirements, but we didn't tell them how they had to work. And so each manufacturer implemented those requirements differently. Um, we weren't allowed to tell them, you know, how to do it. We were allowed to tell them, this is what we want you to be able to do. Um, so anything that, um, you know, we, we often hear that, you know, oh, the Humanware e-reader has this or that, and, you know, the ZoomX doesn't have it. Anything that the Humanware e-reader can do that the ZoomX e-reader cannot do, the ZoomX e-reader will get. The one, one thing that the ZoomX e-reader can do that the Humanware e-reader doesn't do um, is a feature that we're going to try to add to Humanware. And that feature is a download and open feature. When you download a book from Bard, one of the choices uh, on the Zoom Axie Reader is download and open. So if you don't want to keep looking for books or if you really want to read that book right now because you were looking for it for that reason, you can actually click up, click download and open and it will automatically open the book. Um, so that's the feature that we're going to be trying to add to the um, to the Zoomax e-reader. I mean, to the Humanware e-reader. Um, so, um, uh, one thing I wanted to mention is that if you have questions, Larry, I think it would be good if people have questions that they if they can ask them as I'm speaking. So, feel free to stop me if someone has a question, and we'll I'll be happy to answer it. Looks like Bobby Vinton's. Uh, Bobby, go ahead and unmute yourself and ask your question. I'm not planning to get an iPhone in the future. And mm -hmm. however, I plan to get an e-reader eventually. I'd like to be able to hook it up to a blind shell too. Mm -hmm. And then I'm wondering, how do I get my e-reader? Because, okay, I have a money identifier mm -hmm. and an NLS player from the Library of Congress. I live in New York, so my library is in Albany, New York. Mm -hmm. So can I get the e-reader the same way, just calling the yes. library and... Mm -hmm. They'll send it to me. Call the library, tell them you would like a Braille e-reader, and they will send it out to you, yes. Oh, do I need any physical, any doctor's papers? Because No, I, you're already a patron. So yeah, I'm already a patron. I yeah. had to do that with the player. Right, so, so you, no, you don't need to prove anything. You just tell them you want the e-reader. Yeah, area code 951 is next. I think that's Nancy Younger. Uh, unmute yourself and ask your question, yeah, Nancy. Hi, hi Camera. I just hey, want to know... Hi, I know I like I, there are many ways of getting barred audio. I, which I, I don't mind, and that, that excellent, um, it's an excellent um, manual. I, I have a, a humanware e-reader. I, mm -hmm. I, I can't, Bookshare has, people listen to Daisy files, and they, they can also download BRF files. Why can't I have get some of the barred books that are audio on the e-reader? On the e Thank you. Mm -hmm. I don't understand that. Because the Braille e-reader isn't designed to play audio you can read you can read um dex dext text daisy files or daisy text files but this e-reader is designed for reading braille only and so that yes, is why can't you get the 
but why can't you get the Braille from the uh, audio? Is this all audio files? Oh, and is it just because of the, the cost? Thank you. Yeah, why the audio you, files are audio. So that's why they're not. Completely, completely. Okay. Yeah. This We do not play any audio on the e-reader. I know. I just thought that they could be converted to Braille somehow. I guess that's not the way it's set up. Thank no, you. you can't. I don't know of any way to convert audio to Braille. Mm -hmm. I mean, easily, short of somebody typing yeah. it up. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Nancy. Uh, area code 407, unmute yourself and ask your question. I just wondered for future reference. Um, I have one of the e-readers. If, if there is a problem with one of the units, I'm assuming that we would go back through our, our library. I guess you can answer that part of it. But the other thing yes. is, if we have to send one in or something, do we get another one on loan or do we just have to send that in and they fix it and send it back? Or how does that work? If you have a problem with your e-reader, um, you should be able to send it in and get a replacement. Um, if you know if that happens like 10 times or something the library and, and and let me say that's the general rule if the library is doing something different you know they they have a right to make their own rules but um from our perspective the way we've set it up is that you should be able to get an e-reader um if you know you should be able to have one sent to you if yours has to be repaired Okay, and then you keep that other one or? or yeah, what they, they would do is repair that other one and put it back into circulation okay. because, you know, we would send you one to use and then you would you would be able to send that other one back. It's, it's, okay. it's you know, it's, it's a better program than when you buy them because when you buy them, you send them in and you don't, you're just okay. out of luck until you get it back. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. okay. and, and thanks so much okay. for making these available to us it's the most wonderful program you guys have come out with thank you thank you thanks shirley okay randy shelton unmute yourself and ask your question hi i'm just Hello. curious and maybe this isn't this might be too involved but i'm just curious how it's determined which state gets which e-reader well, at this point, it's been determined. Every state has already gotten the e-reader. The way it was initially determined was based on number of e-readers that we had in stock at that time, you know, and number of patrons that the library felt that they were going to be serving. And so, but once, you know, once the decision has been made, then they stick with what they, what they have. Okay, I was just curious how they mm -hmm. made that determination. Well, when we first started, um, you know, the, for the first year and a half of the program, we were only distributing the humanware e-reader because we had some delays with the Zoomax e-reader. So we weren't making, you know, with, with the pilot, when we first started with the pilot, um, originally we were going to be piloting both, but we started late with the with the Zoomax. So the first few states got humanware by default almost. So it's not in pilot anymore then, right? Since everybody nope. has one. It's not in pilot. It's a full-fledged program, and we're not going to go back. We're going to keep doing this. Carla Hayes, unmute yourself and ask your question. Yes, um, I have the Zoomax, and I'm thrilled with it. I'm trying to learn how to use it. Um, two quickies. Since it's not available with Bookshare yet, 
Um, um, since it does read BRF files, can one download Bookshare books or National Braille Press books onto an SD card and still read them on the ZoomX reader? And yes, yes. I should have said that the the um, unit. The reason we have SD and USB is so that you can download books from other places and, you know, not just books, other documents that you may have to read. So you can read text to DAISY. You can read HTML, doc, TXT, PDF, if it's a text file, PDF. Um, let's see other. PEF, which is a oh, weird. Oh, yeah. What is PEF? I was going to ask It's you. a weird European. Uh, I shouldn't say weird, but it's a European, it's a European format that we do not use. But, you know, because we now have Marrakesh, there's no telling what you might get your hands on. So you could read that if if you had a PEF file. Oh, OK. And um, so that, so you just um, download them. Uh, and then the other question real quick is um, I, I love the manual for the Zoom X, but is there additional tutorial material available yes. anywhere um, mm -hmm. for these readers? And yes. One get it. Yes, there are. <clears throat> there are. For both e-readers, there's about 15 to 18 videos that walk you through different things. And they're available on the library, the library's YouTube, um, the, the library's YouTube um, channel. You, you should be able to also get your regional library to send those to you. I know we created some some MP3 files of some of those as well because we did them for the library. But of course, because we did them, they're um, accessible. <laughs> you know, the, you in, can't blind... download them through Bard onto a cartridge or something. Um, you can't get those through Bard, but you can get the manual. The audio version of the manual is on Bard as well as the Braille version of the manual. Yeah, I got the manual, but you say what is the address for the YouTube channel? You know, I have no idea. I would go okay. to YouTube and just you put in NLS Braille Display um, or NLS e-reader. That should yeah. bring it up. The other thing you can do, Carla, is call your library, tell them to send those over to you. Okay. Okay. Thanks, thank Carla. You. Thanks, Martin. I see you're unmuted now. Go ahead and ask your question. Yeah, hi. Um, my question is not directed to the exactly about the e-reader. I don't know if it's, this is the time to ask. I understand that every month one is allowed to get five books put into Braille. And I was yes. wondering where to look for them and how to go through the process of having them put into Braille. Well, Martin, that's a great question because it brings me to the next thing I was going to talk about. So why don't we do that? Um, the One of the programs that we've developed with this Braille on Demand modernization project is the program that you're talking about called Braille on Demand. The way Braille on Demand works is that any Braille book that is on BARD that you'd like to get for long-term use or to keep, you can order through Braille on Demand and we will braille that book and send it to you it's a soft copy book um so that means it's it's going to be comb bound instead of hard bound but you can braille it and keep it i mean you can get it and keep it we send it to you um any book that's on bard that's already in braille we've had some requests for audio and this is a braille on demand um program so there's you know we can't we can't turn audio into braille so therefore those requests don't 
don't go through. Um, if you oh. want to order a, a book through Braille on Demand, there's several ways to do it. There's a form. If you go to the NLS website, loc.gov at NLS, I mean, slash NLS, what am I saying? Yeah, slash NLS. Um, there's, a, there's a link on there for the form. But if you can't find the form, um, if you write to us, we can send you a link to the form. You can call your network library. They should be able to either send you a link to the form or take your request and, and complete the form for you. And then if all else fails, you can call our um, you can call our reference department and they will take the request for you if you if you, you know, can't find the form. But you can we started this this program is actually still in pilot, but it's going so well that it doesn't seem like it's in pilot. We started this about 18 months, a little over 18 months ago. And um, at first, you can only get one book a month because we, you know, we needed to make sure we could do this and that it was going to work. And once we figured out that we could, and it is, we upped it to five books a month. You can get up to five books a month. Um, in Braille if you want. And so far we've distributed almost 10,000 books. So, um, and you know, you can share the books. If you have a friend who's blind and you're done with it, feel free to give it to them. It is recyclable. So you could recycle it if you, if you need to. And, it, and because it's recyclable, it means that it's not going to, you know, probably it's not going to last forever because it's on paper and it's not hard, you know, it's not a hard bound book. It's like a paperback. So that's one of, um, one of our programs that has sprung out of this, the Braille Modernization Initiative. What we're trying to do is come up with ways to um, increase Braille usage among blind people who do read Braille and to encourage people who do not read Braille, um, especially young people, you know, younger, newer blind people, to learn Braille because Braille, you know, read, being able to read for yourself when you want to and when you can is an important thing. And uh, so that's one of the things we're doing is trying to come up with things that we think people would be interested in. And one of those things that we thought people would be interested in, it turns out they really are, is the Braille calendar program. Now, of course, we all know how that turned out. The 23 calendar just came out in 24. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, the problem we had some problems with production but what happens when you are the government is that if you have a contract even if you've had problems with you know and the problems weren't were were not problems with the manufacturer it was you know probably things on our side where we didn't get something to them or they didn't you know there was something they needed that you know we didn't calculate timeframes the way we should have, or who knows what was going on. But the bottom line is, even though 23 ended, we still had a contract and it still had to be fulfilled. And that's why you ended up getting those 23 contract, um, those 23 calendars. And that's why I insisted that the calendars have 13 months instead of 12. All calendars, all of our calendars will have 13 months because it's nothing worse than getting to the end of December and needing to look at January and then you don't have the January calendar yet. 
So I wanted to make sure we didn't have that problem in it. You know, um, I think we are now back on track. The wall calendar should be out at, by the end of this month. I know the pocket calendars are already out. People already have them. And I think it's, you know, something people can use. That's what I'm going for. What in Braille would you like to have that you really could use, um, that you could get from your library? So if you think of something, always feel free to to email um, to email us at NLSPES, that's Patron Engagement Section, at LOC.gov, because we are interested in providing what the patron wants. And I'll talk more about that in a few minutes, because I'm going to talk about my section. But I want to talk, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, we, we got three hands. Do you want to take any more questions Yeah, let's now, take some more no? questions before I go to the uh, next uh, thing. <laughs> okay, okay. Debbie Downey, unmute yourself and ask your question. Hi, Tamara. Hey. Um, hey there. I just got my 2024 calendar, the pocket size one. And I was just wondering, why is it that it doesn't have any holidays listed? Yeah, um, the wall calendars have holidays. Okay. The pocket calendars do not. And I don't know why. I will be finding out about that. on the bottom. They could have put them there. I think that they probably had a fear that maybe they couldn't get. All, you know, depending on the month, it might be harder, mm -hmm. but they could have put it on the back of the page, right. you know, that way they could do it that way. So um, expect your 25 pocket calendar to look different than your 24 pocket calendar. Okay. These are all, these are work in progress. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and if you no have problem. suggestions about what you'd like to see, you know, let us know that as well. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Debbie. All right, Juliana, I see you're on mute. You can ask your question. Okay. Um, this uh, Braille e-reader has opened doors for me. I was, you know, taking books back to the, uh, taking books, having to carry books over to the post office and oh. so on. So this has just been wonderful. And I've had an a e-reader from the very start. Mm -hmm. I'm from Alabama. Mm -hmm. And so thank you so much. And I never got a calendar. I ordered one. And also, why am I getting hard copies of magazines? I'm still getting them, and I've unsubscribed from them all. It says zero up on the uh, in uh, on the form. And, you know, mm -hmm. I go up there to check, mm -hmm. and I'm still getting the hard copies. Um, it takes a uh, while. Yeah, well, it's taken three years. I mean, it's about <laughs> two years. <or> so. <laughs> okay. So what I would do is I would call call your regional library, make sure they know. And of course, I have the best librarian in the country, but yeah. he's concerned about it too. So. I understand. I understand. I tell you what. Um, why don't you, you know, do do this? Write to nlspes at lsc.gov. Just state that you're the person that called in about the magazine issue. Uh, the, no pun intended. Um, and I'll get back to you offline. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, we've talked about the calendar. We've talked about the e-reader, which started all of this. Um, let's talk a little bit about um, some of the other things that we're doing. We have um, 
we have some things that are in process. One of them is our mixed content project. And this project is a project where we are trying to do, um, we're either going to, well, it started with audio and Braille. We have a couple of, we have some foreign language books that have, um, you know, how you get the foreign language book and you can listen to it and it's great. But if you can't see how it's spelled, you don't know if they're saying PH or TH or EM or EN or, you know, the words you, you really don't, you, it's hard to know what the word is because you don't see the letters in front of you. So what we've done is we've um, created Spanish books. We've created French books. These are language learning books that are in audio, but the supplemental material that go with it, the exercises are in Braille. So you can actually read and 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 look and see the exercises and see the words. So th those are books that we consider mixed content. The next form of mixed content that we're working on is um, graphics. You know, you can download all these books and we do have books that are available for download, but they have graphics in them. So the graphics are omitted. Well, what we'd like to be able to do is have books that um, have graphics in them. You can get the hard copy either on loan or you can get it on Braille on Demand. And then if you want the graphics, you can order those as a separate um, thing. Or if you're reading an audio book and there are graphics, if you were reading the audio version of of Game of Thrones and you wanted to see all those maps, which we did do in Braille, you could order that mixed content to keep. Um, and that is not as far along as we'd like it to be because there's a lot of issues with graphics because there's, um, you know, up until now, we haven't had our producers doing them in a uniform way. Each producer produced their own graphics the way that they wanted to. And so that meant that the master copy may not be um, reproducible by other other people. So we, you know, we're working on all kinds of um, guidelines and uh, specs and uh, ways that we can bring that forth, but we hope to have something you know, the first mixed content graphic and Braille content available by the end of the year, we hope. So we're working on that. Okay. Uh, we got, got one hand. You want to take the question? Sure. Or you, I'll take okay. it. Absolutely. Daniel Vahill, you can unmute, unmute yourself and answer your question. Thank you, sir. I have a Zoomax e-reader. Mm -hmm. And so when we get the update for the, uh, human, what, what was it? Uh, not human bear. Bookshare, how is yes. that handled? Do we have to send it back in? Do we get no. to download and mm -mm. update it ourselves? You can download the, you can download once you, with both e-readers, once you have them, you will be able to download updates whenever there's an update out. I'll be sending out notifications all over the place. Um, first, I'll send it on the list, the actual list for that e-reader. So if you're subscribed to that list, you'll see it. Um, and I will send, I'll let you know, that the update's available. I'll tell you how to download it. In most cases, um, you know, it's through Wi-Fi, but you can also get it through your library. They can send a cartridge with the update on it if if you do not have access to Wi-Fi. So you'll definitely know in advance when there's an update. Is it like a like a firm like a firmware subscribe? 
things are they up on uh, on Bart? The the um, libraries, you know, we always ask the libraries to tell their patrons when they send out these e-readers about the listserv for their never e-reader. Okay, so write. I hate to say it, but write to nlspes at loc.gov and we will get you subscribed. And you have to tell us your email address and which e-reader you have, and okay. we'll get you subscribed. Thanks. Mm -hmm. So is that, is that like a firm, firmware update, Tamara? Or yeah, it will be a software. It'll be a software update. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. Yep. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Let's see. I, I think. Okay. Let's see. Okay, Marna, go ahead and ask your question. So I have a comment or an answer to Carla's question. I went and did a, a YouTube search. So mm -hmm. what you what you're going to search for? There's a whole series. It's NLS e-reader, and then if you the, I search for ZoomX because Carla has a, has a ZoomX and I do too because I'm in New York. Um, so it's NLS e-reader ZoomX how-to series, and the how-to is how-to, and Judy Dixon is doing it. And then if you have a humanware reader, then you would just substitute humanware, so it's going to be NLS e-reader humanware how-to series. And there's a whole lot up there, you know, a series on settings, a series on you know, doing this and doing that. And now I have a question, Tamara. Mm -hmm. So why in God's name for us older people <laughs> who grew up on grade two? Uh -huh. Okay. Okay, Zoomax only does, and you don't have to input a lot, but when you're trying to get connected to, um, you know, to the wireless, uh -huh. thank God it goes to computer Braille because otherwise we'd be in very big trouble. Um, there's only uncontracted UEB and contracted UEB. Why did they not put, um, you know, um, English grade two Braille? Um, and, do, and is it on the human web? Because I have a brilliant... And it is on my humanware, brilliant. Mm -hmm. So are they equal or did we get the short end of the stick here? Um, well, it's not really the short end of the stick. Let me, I, I, I know exactly what you're saying, but keep in mind that we are NLS and UEB is the code of the land of the world. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's the official code. EBAE right. is not the official code anymore so we had we have to use the official code i mean you know that's just like if they ban cursive eight years later you're not going to be seeing cursive yeah, yeah. anywhere <laughs> much as you may want to you know so that's that's why but um you can switch to ebae now for input purposes um you can't you can't, input for, yeah. no you can't now what about the humanware reader can they or are they is it did you guys do the same i don't think so let me check into that myrna i'm pretty sure okay. i mean for reading purposes you can both you can yes read i know yeah. i know you yeah. can for, for yeah. reading but, but for, it's for, for input right. purposes yeah no but you know saying. what you can do with both units is you can import it using i hate to even suggest this but it is true and and, it, and this is why you could import it using a file you could just type it yeah and, yeah because you know. i go but what i do is i go back to computer braille because you yeah. know but so you see, don't know. no, some I know don't. they don't. A lot they of don't. People don't know computer braille. No, yeah. they don't. Exactly. Okay. So, so Marta, since you opened the door, do you want to tell everybody how old you are or not? <laughs> Only if you tell people how old you are. 
Nah, I'm not going to touch that. This is a whole other topic on Tech Talk. You realize? Yes, yes. yes. Which I don't think we're going to get into now. No, it's because there's so many. I know it's the official code. I said, I bet she's Mm going to say because it's the. But I'm thinking if they followed the humanware software, you know, Mm -hmm. then hey, Mm -hmm. and and you're saying also that the that the Zoom X is not HID. That only the no. organization. It's not. Right. So you, the only way to connect then is Bluetooth to a to an iPhone 15 would be Bluetooth. So Bluetooth a USB is not going to work. Is with yeah, and the, and of course, you know, iPhone is known or Apple is known for breaking. It used to be that it was very hard to connect using humanware to the phone, but very yes. easy using Zoomax. Now neither of them want to connect because apple has <laughs> broken something but they will fix it eventually oh so, yeah no they will all right okay. so that that's okay. all i had so go ahead okay so so we got 15 minutes left uh tamara and i know okay. you're you've got a lot to share and you want to take I, another question you want to keep talking so let me wanna... let me take let, no, let me okay. let me talk a little bit more about okay and then i'll okay. take some questions at the end because okay. i know go you do it. you know i'll take okay. so i do want to talk a little bit about number one i want to um the final braille modernization thing is Braille Express, and that is coming. That's going to be, that's a method that we're hoping to use to put more books in Braille on Bard. And Braille Express is going to be very similar to Jiffy Braille um, that you know and love from MVP, uh, where we we do simple things that don't require a lot of uh, formatting, and we use automation, and we try to do less um QCing, of course, any errors we take responsibility for and we'll fix. So that's going to be something else that we're working on. So, um, you know, if you have thoughts, ideas, problems, um, things that you'd like to see done in Braille, we would love to hear from you about those things. Now, let me talk just a minute about the patron engagement section, because that is the section that I'm in charge of. And um, I do want to to you know it it's new it's a new section uh, up until 2021 there was no patron engagement section the section was designed to provide a group of people who specifically worked on patron issues patron you know to try to bring um, information to you that you would that would be direct um, everybody has a local library that they can go to but some local libraries don't have you know, the resources that others do. So we wanted to try to equalize the playing field by offering just some general things that everybody can participate in and that everybody can um, benefit from. One thing that we did is we created the NLS PES um, list uh, email box so that if you have a question and you don't know who to ask, you can send it over to nlspes at loc.gov and we monitor that mailbox. We will answer your question. We will send it to who it should go to to make sure that it gets where it needs to go. Um, Another thing we did was create a patron announce list. I'm not sure how long that's going to last, but right now the patron announce list is available and we try to put information that we think you'd be interested in on there information about our programming if there's a job that i think you might be interested in applying for i put it up there if if there's information about magazines a magazine gets discontinued you know some libraries send that out others other libraries don't so i 
you know, we put it out there so that anybody who didn't know will know. Any Anything that we do that affects the patron that we want to make sure that you have full information about, we send it out through the patron announce list. We have created several programs that you may be familiar with. Um, one is the Many Faces of Bard. We talk about uh, something different every month, and I invite you to please join us on that program. If you have questions about BARD, you can ask them then. We will provide you with um, any information, but we try to keep you informed. You know, BARD does have a lot of different products. We have, you know, BARD, we have um, the Fire Tablet, we have Android, iOS, it's on the e-reader, we have BARD Express, we have BARD on the web. So there's a lot of, there's many faces. And so we, you know, uh, we're beta testing the smart speaker. There's just a lot of different things going on with BARD. So we do try to um, provide just some, some support, um, you know, so that people who don't have support can get it. Or, you know, even if, um, if you do have support, but you need more, you have you have other questions that you want to ask, we can try to help you answer those. Um, another program that we do is a quarterly program called Patron Quarterly, Quarterly Patron Corner. And that program, we try to do um, things of interest. If you have an idea or something you'd like for us to talk about, feel free to write us and let us know. We'll take it into consideration for sure. We're always looking for topics of interest to people, um, but we do that program every um, the second Monday of the third month. So we have one coming up in March. We'll have another one in June, September, and December. Um, the Many Faces is every month on the second Thursday of the month every month on the second Thursday. And we are in the process of rolling out, you know, some new BARD products. Um, and we will, our, our plan is to start when we, um, we have a new BARD 2.0 coming out. I'm sure you've heard about it and you've probably seen it demonstrated. But when that comes out, we will be doing a weekly program for a while because we want to make sure that everybody who is trying to use BARD 2.0 um, can and and can ask any questions that they need to about BARD 2.0. We have a BARD Basics program for new BARD users. Um, what we've done with that one is we, we pre-recorded that one, but it's going to become a program that we do every quarter once BARD 2.0 comes out because it'll be for brand new people um, to get them up and running on how to use BARD. So um, if you have further questions for me, I would love to answer them. Uh, and if not. Okay. Yeah, there, there are a couple of hands still. I okay, think. sure. Uh, Go ahead. And I, 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 I'm just going to say, I'm going to interject real quick. Y'all do a fantastic service, Tamara. I, I know Don's here and, and Deborah Kendrick's here. And all, all you guys, y'all are first class. And anybody that... Uh, ever needs anything from you guys y'all y'all step up and you provide it and I, I just want to thank you because it's one of the best services for the visually impaired i think that's out there and thank you very much so uh, well, thank you uh, yeah so uh area code 502 you can uh, unmute yourself and ask your question hi it's christy sykes um mm -hmm. i just wanted to let you all know if if you're on the uh e-reader 
the Humanware e-reader, and it's on contracted Braille, and it's in UEB. You can do that select button in the middle, and it'll go to the BAE. Thank God. <laughs> okay, so you're UEB saying... UEB stands for unpopular English Braille, right? <laughs> yeah, so, so you're saying you can do EBAE um, if you're yes. trying to input a... In, in, well, in if, you're, if you're reading, you know, if you want all of your books in what I call grade two English Braille, mm -hmm. you can just do that select and you're on, you know, like the contracted UEB, you mm -hmm. can just do that select key that's in the middle um, and it'll go there. Unless, of course, you have a magazine or something that's already formatted in UEB. But if it's, say, a book printed in like 2008 or something, you know, that's you know, you can do in grade two by just doing that uh, select key. Yeah, it, it always shows you the Braille that it was originally done in. So if it's already in Braille, you get whatever it is in. But if it's a doc file and it has to do Braille translation or PDF or uh, HTML or TXT, then it will translate in the format that you are seeking. Okay. Well, I just want to let people know that mm -hmm. there is a way if it's if it's not formatted in the UB. Yeah. UB. Mm -hmm. That's all. Thank okay. you. Thanks. There's there's still one hand, but I think it's somebody that's already spoken. So do you want to say a few more words before I tap them or what? Um no, I just want to thank you all for coming tonight and encourage you to keep your ideas coming. Um, people do write us with ideas. We always take them into consideration. I also want to say I do often hear, oh, those people at NLS, they don't, you know, that, that, that uh, reflow has been broken on the human wary reader forever and they're not fixing it. We really are, <laughs> but it's just, we, but we're, we're on government time. Not that we, purposely use that but it's true sometimes it takes forever for anything to get done but um we're going to have an update coming out in the next week or so for the humanware e-reader and it will fix the braille reflow and it will fix the it's supposed to fix the uh slipping you know when you press a button and the thing jumps two or three lines. So several little things that have been, it's a patch, several little things that you've been talking about will be fixed in that next update. Um, you know, Bookshare is coming for the Zoomaxi reader. So that will be, um, that will be available to you. Um, and we're just, you know, if you think of features that you'd like for the e-readers to have, let us know. Now, the one feature that we probably won't get is the editor because you know it's just like those tape recorders that wouldn't record that kind of thing it's for it's for reading and um you know we're kind of prohibited from competing with the commercial devices so but if you think of something that you think would be very useful let us know because i'm always thinking about features that we can enhance these e-readers so let's take one more question alan and then we'll we'll ask tamara to uh, give an address one more time and then we'll wrap up. Uh, yeah. And I, and I, I just want to say, I encourage people to give positive feedback, give them feedback of any kind. Don't complain so much. You'll, you'll, you'll get a lot better response. Uh, 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 we could, we could all learn from that. And, uh, but area code 407, I think you can unmute yourself and ask your question. 
Okay, it's sort of a two-part question, just real quickly. First of all, I would like to know how to get on that announce list. And secondly, um, I keep seeing uh, when you put announcements out about like these, um, oh gosh, the, the monthly uh, thing that you have. And mm -hmm. I can't Many faces. The name of it. Mm -hmm. Yes. I mm -hmm. keep seeing that these things are being recorded, but I've never been able to find out how to get to a recording if we've missed one of them where we need to go to listen to it. So those are my two questions. Thank you. Okay. For the um, announce list, just send an email to us at nlspes at loc.gov and tell us you want to be on that list and we'll put you on it. For the recordings, um, you can send an email to that same list and we'll send you a link to the recordings. And I uh, have been encouraged and have started putting a link in the uh, Zoom, you know, in the announcement when I announced the new program. I put a link in there to the page with the other for the other programs. So I'll be sending out one tomorrow or the next day for the March programs, and the link will be in there for how you know for how to get to our. Um, our recorded programs as they are recorded, they are posted. Yeah. But if you don't, if you don't can't do any of that or don't do any of that, you could Google it. If you just put mm -hmm. in patron um, many faces of Bard or quarterly patron corner, you will eventually come to it because it, it will come up. And I can confirm that Tamara will get back to you because I wrote her the other day <laughs> asking for a, a download link for one of the past recordings and she sent it right to me. So uh, yeah. yeah. Write them and ask. Okay. Yeah, that's thank it you. for the questions. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Shirley. Tamara, one more time an address where people can contact NLS and, and your yes. particular section. If you want to contact the patron engagement section, and we monitor that list very, very thoroughly every every day. Um, Elizabeth Botner, Liz Botner is our new assistive technology specialist, yeah. and she's mm -hmm. taken that role over. Thank you, Liz. <laughs> um, Please write any question that you have to N L S P as in patron, E as in engagement, S as in section at L O C dot G O V, Library of Congress dot gov. So N L S P E S at loc dot G O V. So if you have any questions at all, um, if if it's not for us, we will get it to who it is for. Thank you so much. It's been terrific. Great hour Excellent. presentation. And yeah. and yeah. before, I'll ask Myrna in just a second to talk about next week, but also a reminder that we have two more NLS presentations coming up. The next one is March 4. And then the one after that is probably going to be sometime after we get back from CSUN. And so stay tuned for that. Myrna, would you like to talk about next week real quick? I have to thank, actually, I have to thank Jean Gallagher for this one, because Jean called me one day and she said, did you hear about this thing called BT Speak? I just ordered it. I said, well, sort of rings a bell, but I'm not sure. Tell me. So, you know, she's saying you can, she called and Brian Blasey answers the phone and I said, really? So Dean and Brian have gotten together. You know, you guys, um, Think back to 1980s when the Braille and Speak came. We all carried them in our purses and we everywhere we went. I never carried uh, one in my purse. You never carried one in your purse? Never. Well, you know, never. Maybe you carried one in your, I don't know, briefcase. It's too but big anyway. for a wallet. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we I carried it like for all over the place. And so Dean and Brian have now come up with something called the BT Speak. And they're going to tell you because there are two models of them. And I talked to Brian and I invited them. I'm not sure if Dean is going to be here or Brian is going to be here, but I invited them to come to Tech Talk. And so they are coming next week. And I warned them in the in the um, invitation. I said, you know, I'm warning you now. There are going to be lots of questions. So think of all the questions you guys want to ask because I did warn them. So that's what's happening next week. I think Thanks, I think Brian and Dean are both coming. I believe. Oh, good, good. Uh, okay. Based on the last oh, well, correspondence I well, had. Great, great job, Tamara. Who, whoever follows up with you, whoever follows up with yeah. you, have a yeah. tough act to follow. So. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Thank you all you better, for being with us and, and join us all again next week. Thank you so much.